Welcome to the Living Spiritfully Podcast, Come Alive Edition. Here are your hosts for today, Paul Galoro and Catherine Stilo. Happy New Year, lovers. It's the Come Alive edition of the Living Spiritfully podcast. Catherine, my little kitty girl, Happy New Year. I haven't seen you since last year. Girl, 2023 agrees with you. Oh my goodness. Thank <laughs> you. It's been it's been like a year since I've seen you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's not do this again. Make it that long before we see each other. Let's not make it that long. How are you doing? Oh my gosh. I am doing very, very well. Yeah. How are you? Awesome. You know, I am feeling good. It's been a, it's been a wet year so far. (laughs) My poor little puppy is like, can we go out and play? It's been raining like every day here. Um, but I'm feeling good. I'm in, I'm in my office space is almost ready, but I'm working here now. Um, so things are, are feeling good. I'm, I have a, a nice, I mean, Mercury's retrograde, Mars is retrograde. There's a lot of re evaluating and revisiting and, you know, replanning stuff that's happening right now, but, uh, things feel really good. Thank you for asking. Good. <laughs> um, but okay, we have so much to talk about. We're going to continue one of our conversations from last year. But uh, before we do that, let's do a quick little check-in because I know you got some exciting things happening this year in terms of what you're offering. I have a few exciting things. Uh, we have some exciting things that we're not ready to mention, but they're percolating. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you tell me what's going on? What's happening for you this year? So I'm starting up another session of yoga. Uh, It starts January the 17th, and we will be in person on Tuesdays for anyone who is in the local area. So I'm in kind of Mulmer, Shelburne area. Um, And it's also online. So that goes beyond any geographic boundaries uh, online on Thursdays, um, 6 p.m. And it's it's mindful movement. I teach with the kind of Ayurvedic harmonies. Uh, so this session will be more of renew and restore. Mm. So uh, going into the the softer, quieter uh, stillness. Mm. That is so, so fitting for this time. And I love how you're, you don't realize this, but you're very attuned to what's happening on the larger scale. I know you're looking at at nature, um, but that's what you've just described as being reflected um, in the planets as well. When do you start that? January 17th. Okay, so Mars will be direct at that point, but he'll still be in his, uh, he'll be in what's known as the post retrograde shadow. So that's the time where we want to process and integrate everything that we've learned over the last I mean, Mars has been retrograde since the end of October. So we want to process and integrate all of that stuff as we retrace those steps. So um, anybody that's listening to this, sign up for that if you feel the need for um, that because your your theme fits perfectly with the stars is all I'm saying. Oh, amazing, amazing, (laughs) amazing. And what have you got going on? Because you have so much all the time. Well, I, uh, Arise is continuing, um, which is so exciting for me because in the last year, there's been so many kind of evolutions to the program. I mean, 
in 20, 2021, when it started, it was only 15 minutes, and then it moved to 30 minutes. Now we're incorporating a little bit more movement, um, a little bit more astrology. So we wake up every morning. Now uh, in January, our real-time sessions are recorded at 7.30 a.m. So if people want to join in on the Zoom at 7.30 a.m., and then it's available on demand from 8.15 onward. Um, and we're waking up with the sun. The sun right now is coming up just before 8 a.m. So we're rising with the sun during this um, during this program. And um, it's really cool. Thursdays, I just want to say, we've been incorporating a little fitness, doing some movement, a lot of dancing happening. So it's been a fun little thing. And the Living Spiritfully Collective um, is growing that way as well. We've got more people joining um, and engaging. And now we have our sunrise social that happens after. So we do our practice for 30 minutes and then sunrise social for 10 ish minutes after and it's uh, super fun so anybody that wants to check that out um go to paulgaloro.com click arise Catherine, where can they get more information on your stuff terracula.org yes and all that information is going to be in the show's notes um before we get into our conversation though I also want to just remind our listeners first off thank you so much for your support in 2022 and thank you for liking subscribing sharing this podcast um, you help us get it out there if you love it as much as we love creating it for you please tell others um, and most importantly leave reviews where you can if you listen to this on apple Podcasts, you can leave a review if you listen to it i think on spotify you can do reviews too or at least share stars and stuff like that on it so like and subscribe because that helps us get out there a little bit more um, and thank you so much for your love and support now Catherine so we're we're still in continuation of this conversation that we started when was this in like November perhaps yeah. so uh why don't you bring us up to speed oh my goodness so we were talking about what are the barriers to coming alive and in in that episode that we were talking about that theme at the very end I just threw in, oh yeah, outsourcing our power. And it was like, oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> we can't just like address that in one little quippy thing. That's a whole episode. So we talked about that um, last episode uh, about this out idea of outsourcing our power. How do we do that? And we left some homework about where can we take back our power? Um, we're examining our lives. Where do I engage in possibly disempowering behaviors? Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to give a little host confession. So after that conversation, we had a little chat and it was like, oh, how did that feel? How did that conversation feel? And I, I'm going to say I felt uncomfortable. So I had thought we talked about it and I said, I had thought that the conversation got a little bit uncomfortable. And then in reviewing it, the conversation wasn't at a, uncomfortable at all. There was no point in that conversation that was uncomfortable. And so I started reflecting on that. And I was like, oh, the conversation was not uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. And so I started examining this. Why was I uncomfortable? Was it not complete? Did we kind of dwell on, you know, the ways in which this happened without really getting anywhere with any any solutions for that um you know was i was i triggered was was my discomfort and anger coming up because i often find that when i reflect on the past and ways that this has happened um 
you know, even though I didn't know better or haven't fully overcome it, that's when some discomfort comes up. And I find that those feelings of, of uh, anger and sadness comes up. So I was like, well, that could be it, but that didn't feel right either. And then, and then I had another flash. So I don't know if you want to talk about how you felt about the conversation before I. Well, I just to reflect, I also, I remember when we hit stop record, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to edit that. I thought I was gonna have to edit a lot of stuff that I said because I had those uncomfortable feelings. And after I reflected and then after I edited it and didn't need to cut anything and listened to it again, I think for me what it was, was I shared a lot of things that I have never shared before. And I was expressing a lot of my truth and my experience that I hadn't done before. And for the longest time, I held that very private uh, for my reasons. Um, which I'm still trying to figure out. But uh, I think that was where some of the uncomfortableness came. And also, because I think we were kind of getting to that point where it's like, okay, well, how do we no longer be disempowered? How do we empower ourselves? And really, you know, um, I don't under I don't get why and I'm still trying to figure out how not to but for whatever reason, and uh, you you have a quote here in our notes that I would love for you to read. But for whatever reason, I don't want to use this word scared, but it's the only one that comes to mind. It's like, I know that once I step into my greatness, it's going to rock my world. And I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I have the handlebars for that. I don't know if I have the the uh, equipment to be able to, you know, navigate that rock. And also, I know that it's important that the world be rocked that way, my world anyway. So um, that, it's, it's, it's that own, my own greatness that I'm kind of hesitant about unleashing at this point. Well, yes. I was, so. Yes, yes. And that's where I went with it too, because mm -hmm. in, in unpacking it, it was like, well, it could be these things, but wait a minute, I know exactly what it is. And it's this as you said, hesitance or fear, or um, it's that, um, uh, like, I, I get this image of like sitting on the precipice or at the doorway of like, like stepping in and it's like, you're go about to op open the door to this amazing event. And there's that like, <gasps> like feeling mm. of, of um, you know, what's gonna happen with it. And I think I, for, I recognize for myself, it's, the, it's this fear of of my own greatness and fear of stepping into my power and in the reflection the quote that popped into my head and i know that there's um different attributions for where this quotation originated whether it was nelson mandela or whether it was uh, marianne williamson in her book return to love um the quotation is our deepest fear is not that we are weak our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Mm. 
as we take a moment for that to just resonate. That, you know, I, when I first read that quote, that rocked me. I was like, whoa, I remember this is decades ago that I read this, Yeah. that I've saw this quote and I, yeah, yeah. that, that hits home. And I'm curious to know how many of our listeners, this has all also rocked, um, because it is a, it is a powerful quote. Yeah. It's so powerful. And I had the same experience and when I first heard it, I had a little bit of resistance come up to the word God, because I have had a background of uh, dogmatic religious upbringing that um, stirs some things up. So, uh, and and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm not taking away if any if anybody that that word totally resonates and and you feel it, then that's your word. For me, I, I was losing the whole idea of it because of one thing so when i allowed myself to say just let that word go and and put in love or universe or creator or all that is or whatever it is that your word is insert that and then let the idea um yeah let the idea sit that you know that's really interesting um to me because i totally understand there's so many things that i've rejected because of also my dogmatic religious upbringing that when i saw the word god i would have a a a thing about um but it makes me think like so you know looking at this quote now there's all these things um it's our light not our dark who are you not to be brilliant gorgeous talented fabulous like like all of these great things and then all of a sudden you are a child of God. It's like that word just like stops. And then it makes, if we just strip that word away, how many times in our lives is there something that whatever it is, whether it's a word or it's a place or it's an action or it's a thought that stops us dead in our tracks when we're like at this, I love that you said that precipice or at the door of like, yes, this is my greatness. And then this thing comes as like, shoo, cuts it right down. And then the rest of the message, the rest of everything that you're there to share is gone from that one little tiny thing that holds so much power. Yeah. But where does that power even come from? Oh gosh, that, that, <laughs> that comes, that power comes from inside. Right. Inside. And, and as in my search for this deep connection, so I'm going to call it deep connection um i started to learn and other traditions say this is that is that it's not like my background was that god was somewhere up in heaven and god was judgmental and god was and i was afraid of god and there was it was i was so disconnected and dissociated from this being who was up there um that i that it sent me on a search for where you know where does this power come from where what is this and and it circled all the way back to i am i am god i am the creator of all that is i am all that is it's it's inside and (laughs) and that's also where where i feel myself even stumble on that idea And feel like I need to curl into a little ball for even entertaining that, or that I'm going to be struck down for having that thought that I am all powerful. 
How dare you think that you're God? Yeah, no, I totally yeah. get that. You know, I read, so I, you know me, I've been fascinated with, you know, religion, but not quite the word, that, that's not the right word for me. I've just been fascinated by people's understanding of their higher power. Mm -hmm. And for most of us, that comes from religion. And, but I remember, I talk about this often in grade 12, I went to a Catholic high school, but in grade 12, they allowed us to learn about other religions in a class called wow. World Religions. Impressive. Yes. Thank you. I, <laughs> I mean, we barely scratched the surface. Can I tell you something? And uh, this blew my mind. And it also, because I was in a, um, uh, this is a little sidebar tangent, but I'll get back to you in a, get back to in a second. I was in a, um, uh, a, a book club. Um, this was like late, you know, 2018, 2019. Uh, we were in a book club and we read this book called The Choice. And it's about a woman, a uh, Holocaust survivor. Brilliant book. Um, I, the, the, the author, um, Egger, is I think her last name. I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but it's called The Choice. I I, I really encourage everybody to read it. Um, but so as I'm reading about the Holocaust, I was just like, oh my God, like I didn't realize how bad it was because they didn't teach us that in Catholic school. And uh, so in my book club, we had so some of the people were from Vaughn and, you know, others were from, you know, around. Um, but some of us went to Catholic school and some of us went to public school. And the ones that went to Catholic school were all like, wow, she painted such a picture of this. And the ones that went to public school were like, yeah, guys, you didn't know any of this stuff. And it was just really interesting to me. I don't know where I was going with this story. Um, but what I was saying was how I've just been fascinated with religion and learning about all the different belief systems in the world. Because I, I knew from that moment in, in world religions that we're all saying the same thing. We're just saying it differently. Basically, we're speaking a different language but it's of the same idea that there is this creative source in the universe. And something that came up in my study of Kundalini Yoga is this idea that the word God is an acronym for an energy that is governing, organizing, and destructive slash transformative. And I see that energy in so many things. We see that in the, some of the trifectas of um, uh, Hindu faith and some of the stories that we uh, have in, um, uh, in yoga philosophy. Uh, we see that in the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. There's that, that energy that is governing, the energy that, that is organizing, and then that energy that transforms everything, right? This idea of the Holy Spirit comes into us to transform our thoughts from fear-based to love. Um, I also see that in the planets, right? There are plant like the the whole universal law, like gravity is a universal law, right? Like it, 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 it's there, it exists, right? But then there's also the laws of karma. What you give out is gonna come back to you. That's a, a universal governing law. And then our thoughts organize those laws and use those laws in different ways. And then there's this force that comes and transforms them when it's not when it's meant to. Um, so anyways, all of that to mm -hmm. say, that really helped me transform this idea of God. And then the second that worked for me, it, it, it broadened so many things. And then I started to realize there is a part within me that governs my life. Yeah. 
there's a part within me that organizes my life. And there's a part within me that destroys or transforms my life. So I'm not responsible for creating the universe. I'm not God that way, but I am God in the way that I can create my life the way I want it to be. I can create my relationships the way I want them to be. And even when I'm not thinking and actively in the driver's seat of creating those relationships, I'm still creating those relationships. I'm still creating my life, even when I'm not in the driver's seat. Oh my God, that is so powerful. That is so powerful. I don't even know where any of that came from, but here oh we are. Oh my gosh. Well, it came from what uh, stumbling over the word God and, and finding ways to um, reframe it so that we don't lose the importance of what that message actually is. And then looping it back to what we were saying about we were going to talk about um, you know, how, like, how do we outsource our power? What, why, you know, why do we do this? even in that it's like i you know i was when i was thinking about what you know what we're going to talk about when i come into this i was going to say well you know is it an is it innate is it an animal instinct not to stand out is it because of upbringings is it because of education really and i and i was like whoa even in that looking at it that way is outsourcing my power Mm -hmm. because it's blaming somebody else Mm -hmm. for why I am not in my own power. And I started to realize there was kind of several sides of this, which go back to your governing, organizing and destroying. Um, When, uh, you know, why do I outsource my power? Well, one, if I take my power, I have an immense responsibility with that to use my gifts and talents to create the world that I want. Mm-hmm. So there's an immense responsibility that comes with stepping in to the power. There's also why, you know, why do we fear our own power? Well, because we know that an aspect of that power is also a destroying aspect and used responsibly, that can be exactly what's needed used irresponsibly. Then we've got an immature expression of power. Mm-hmm. So, so this all comes to like, well, gosh, that's why I outsource my power, because I'm either afraid of the immense responsibility that comes with accepting it, or I'm afraid of the potential destructive power that's within it, or I know that when I step into my power, this is going to change my life and rock Mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And either way, that fear of whatever direction it can go holds us back Mm -hmm. from fully expressing Mm-hmm. the potential mm-hmm. that we have within ourselves to do great things for ourselves within our lives and for the greater good mm-hmm. yeah mm. and you, and it's we i mean we've had many conversations about this is that the time now there's there we're out of time there's no more time to play small there's mm-hmm. no more time and i'm feeling i'm i'm expressing this within myself because I've had a lifetime of playing small and uh, been afraid to step up and and patterns of like when I have stepped up then things happen and it's that's done that is done 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 Mm -hmm. it's it's time 
Yeah. Um, you mentioned Marianne Williamson. I, I had seen her uh, speak a lot. Um, and I remember one time, and m multiple times, she said, the, the, the age of data collection is done. Mm -hmm. and now it's action. Mm -hmm. So all that time that we spend, oh, do I have enough? Do I have enough to do this? Blah, blah, blah. Regardless of how you spent that time, the answer is yes. And we got to do the things that we're meant to do. Now, I know me. And for me, it always had to be perfect. Oh my God. I, oh, it's okay. Let's talk about how this Arise program has been in my mind since 2016. But it only took until 2021 slash 2022 for it to actually happen because I was waiting for the right moment and I was waiting for this and I was waiting for that. And I had to get, but it was like, now once I put it out there now, then like I, and I first I put it out there. It's not how it, how I fully envisioned it. And it's not what it was now, but it was like putting it out there. It then evolved into whatever it needed to be. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, where do we see that in play? Where do we see that pattern? Because it's all about the pattern is the pattern. Where do we see that pattern play out? I put a seed into the ground. It doesn't look like a, a tree. It's an acorn, but I put it in the ground and then it gathers all the stuff around from the soil. And then it becomes this mighty oak tree. So we just have to do, we have to act on those impulses. And I also want to be, I want to be clear when I say we need to act on those impulses, we need to act on the impulses that come from that place of love. And we'll know it comes from a place of love when it will, A, it feels great in our body. Yeah. Like I remember thinking before I even knew it was called Arise, thinking of that program, my, I just, even when I didn't feel well, I felt so good. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, but uh, I can't remember what my thought was with that now. I, just, I literally just had this huge brain fart. Um, but the point is, <laughs> do. Just do. Don't even think about it. Just do. It, it was, we, um, planting that seed doesn't look like what it mm. is now, but it, it grows. And it looped me back to the observe and interact. So it's, it's, it's kind of um, looking at what is needed, what's in my heart, what I want to put out into the world, and then taking that small, slow solution. So it's like, yeah, I'm not going to throw it out there in a huge way because I don't really, it's not formed yet. So I take that one little step that's aligned with my heart, and then I watch what it, what happens and what nurtures and grows. And then I tend that and then it, and then it goes from there. And it Absolutely. all loops back to the time is now. So whatever mm. is whatever is lighting up our hearts, that's what we put out there. And it, it's kind of like um, when I think about how, you know, how did I overcome the programming of and 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 take back my own power? And I'm not I'm by no means an expert <laughs> in this. This is something I'm working on day to day. The You're ways, a practitioner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the ways that I do that is aligning with my heart mm. and, and starting there first and starting with what, what am I called to and drawn to and what lights me up and taking the small steps that way and then surrounding myself with 
people who support that. And I'm so blessed to have you who has been like my cheerleader in my corner since the day we met, um, like over, over 10 years now being with me and supporting and guiding me. Um, and I've also recently, because I've, I've had trouble like reaching out to people for help. And now it's like, no, no, I know, I know who can help me and not being afraid to go to that person and say, you know, I need some sort of, you know, I like this assistance or I need support in this way. And it's just surrounding with people who are engaging in empowering healing, empowering support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I feel the need to share this with our listeners. Listen, I know as you're listening to this, you're like, oh, I should do that thing or, you know, that this I'm being called to do that. Do it. Even if you do it for one person, that is enough to get the ball rolling, to do it for the next person and for the next person and for the next group of people and the next people and the so on and so forth, right? That's going to create that ripple out there. You know, I mean, listen, I don't, I'm not, I'm not here to shit on, on social media, but I'm here, I'm going to take a big dump on it right now. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, but, you know, I think that what, cause we we're so obsessed with, oh, I have to have X amount of likes or I have to have X amount of followers. That same kind of mentality has uh, the way I see it play out in the, the spaces that I'm in. I need to have X amount of people in my class to for it to be successful. Listen, I understand you need X amount of people to come in and do an exchange of resources so that you get enough resources so that you can continue living your life and support yourself, et cetera. And when I say resources, you know, we're talking about money. And also I know that that, in, it, in and of itself is not a measure of how impactful what it is that we're here to offer is, and nor should it have any kind of um, uh, weight in, do we actually go out and do it? Do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So I just, there, I, yeah. There's, there's, um, there's a lot of programming to overcome. Mm -hmm. um and the currency of heart energy is what's going to bring us into the future because a lot of what i've seen i've seen um i've seen kind of both worlds and there what i've learned is that the world is abundant the laws of the universe are that this earth provides and i know i know that i i can hear a thousand voices of resistance about well you don't understand you don't understand this you don't understand that you don't like and it's like you know what i may not be fully versed in the specifics of the situation that you're in i I know that this world, if we step out of the programming and the conditioning, so the, the limiting thoughts are because of the construct that we've built in how society works. Those limitations are of the mind 
they're self-imposed, they're um, uh, re uh, reinforced. So it's, um, I'm looking for that word about it, like it kind of uh, spirals back on itself. Mm. Um, when we can step out of those paradigms, that is when we find the abundance. Right. Because there, like the, the things that I know about the human spirit and human humans are so innovative and so creative. And the solutions that we think that we need already exist. Mm -hmm. They're out there. There are there are massive, massive leaps forward and steps in innovation, in renewable energies, in regenerative agriculture, in, in all of these things. And they are out there. And I'm, I, I'm not talking out there in they haven't been created. They are out there. If you search on YouTube, if you look at um, any of the any of the work, Earthships, uh, Mike Reynolds, um, there's a YouTube channel, Kirsten Dirksen, who showcases all sorts of creative living solutions from around the world. And they are, they are there. Mm -hmm. They are there. So is it tough to step out of the path that we've been on? and the way that we've operated, of course it is. Of course it is. But it is there. So mm -hmm. um, reinforcing ourselves by looking at social media and those ideas is not is not helping things. Right. Because um, um, again, that, outsourcing our power, we're looking at something yeah. external. Yeah to, yeah. oh, all of these likes are going to prove this, or right. all of those followers are going to prove that. Right. There is, again, that external thing. Right. But um, I, I want to reflect on something that you said and, and just sort of um, rephrase it in what I, what I heard you say was, I may not know the specifics of your situation. And then what came to me was, but I know when you apply these universal principles that it will transform that. So here we are talking about God again. If you bring those universal principles of transforming our thoughts from fear-based to love, mm -hmm. bringing this idea of love forward. You know, I'm so over when, when I talk about how we need more love. I'm so over people that argue with me thinking that I'm talking about we need to be like kissy and huggy and cuddly with people. No, when I say love, I mean we need to put humanity first. We need to put all beings first. That's what love is. Not just a little bit for this and a little bit for that. Um, so I'm so over it. And I don't even want to have conversations with people that don't understand that concept. I mean, not that I don't want to have conversations. I mean, those conversations need to be had. But it's just so irritating when people don't understand what I mean by love. But going back to this idea of when we apply these universal principles. Now, what are these universal principles? We can look to some messaging this is my take on it we can look to some of the messaging that we may have received not the dogma and the doctrine of religious um uh, uh, uh beliefs but the message 
And that's what I always do. Like when, when, when I'm having a conversation with someone, when I'm watching a movie, when I'm listening to a song, I strip away all of the exterior and I look at the essence. What is this message? And that's where I, that's where I know the message of every religion, not the dogma, not the, not the, the rules and the rigidity. I'm talking about the underlying message is love. Mm-hmm is that golden rule of love your neighbor, of treat others the way you want to be treated, of, of be the light, be the change that you're, you're wanting to see in this world. Um, and we just need to get over the form mm-hmm. and remember the essence and apply mm-hmm. that essence. That's what, you know, that's what living spirit fully is all about. Understand your essence, spirit, and then embody that live it so fully that it oozes into every aspect of your life so that you're no longer disempowered you're no longer scared to stand out there and you're doing it in everything so like i mean and and i'm I'm speaking to myself from you know six seven eight i was gonna say years but even months ago um where i thought that i could only do the thing that i meant to do in this way when I stopped that idea that I can only do it when I teach a class or I only do it when I'm in a workshop and I started to think, well, how can I do that when I'm here with Catherine? How can I do that when I'm with the cashier at No Frills? How can I do that when I'm with my puppy? Mm-hmm. Once I started to strip away the, and just making it about this moment here, mm-hmm. that's when I started to see the shifts and the changes, not only in my exterior world, but in my interior world. Mm-hmm. And once I changed within me, everything outside of me started to change. Yeah. So it's the only way it can change. It's the only way. The only way it can change. Oh. And that's that what I just heard you express was that the way that we take back our power, the way that we become comfortable with our greatness is to, in each and every moment, live intentionally live with mm-hmm. intention mm-hmm. and you know we, we're, we're here here it's we're still in that kind of new year energy the idea when people set out their goals or what, whatever it is and and we've talked about this and i've i've had a shift in how i approach that um and it's it's more not what i want to do or achieve this year that I've left because I know that those fall by the wayside really quickly and it takes one thing and stumble and then it's done. It's shifting to how do I want to be? How do I want to feel? What do I want to create? And it's not just January one that I get to start that. It's every lunar cycle. It's every week. It's every morning. It's every hour. It's every minute. And as you just said, how in this interaction that I'm having now, do I express who I am fully and truly? And that's how I, that's how I step into my power. Mm -hmm. That's how I take back my power. Can I add one more? Absolutely. It's in every breath. (gasps) Yeah. Every time you inhale, you're drawing in that new fresh spirit. And every time you exhale, you're sending it out. So really, listen, as somebody who follows the lunar cycles and the solar cycles and all of that stuff, I will use the new moon and full moon, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. But 
I also know that even if it's the middle of anything, I can just change it. We, and we can change our thought just like that and, and create a whole new world. I think I loved that expression that you just said about the inhaling and the exhaling. So maybe, maybe if we want to leave with like a little short meditation with, with the breathing in and breathing out. Oh, I'd love to. Do you want to leave something? Do you have something you, in mind? Do you want to? I, I mean, we're just doing this on the fly. I, the I can fly. think something just popped into my head. Yeah, um, Let, let's go to, with it. Yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. So this is a, a meditation that I use quite often, whether I'm teaching, uh, you know, anything, fitness or, or yoga, meditation, etc. cetera. Uh, and wherever you are, first of all, listeners, if you're driving, pause this, pause it here, and then take this in the house with you and, and do it there. Uh, but we'll just do it for a moment. Take your hands together, palms together at your heart center, and you can either look to the ground or close your eyes if you wish. This can also be done without your arms. You can just visualize it. So as we inhale, let's reach our arms up toward the sky. Keep your palms together. And as you exhale, sweep arms wide around and down beside you. And then inhale, bring your hands to your heart again. Reach up. And then exhale, take it around. So as we inhale, now imagine a golden light coming up through your perineum to the crown of your head, up the length of your spine. And exhale, sweep your arms wide and this golden light surrounds you. Do that twice more, inhale, golden light traveling up the length of your spine, shoots out the top of your head like a champagne bottle. And it um, cascades around you one more time. Open your mouth, exhale a sigh. Now keep your arms by your side. We're going to reverse that now. Inhale, sweep your arms wide. Palms connect overhead. And as you exhale, bring hands to heart center. And now reverse this image of the light. Sweep this golden light around you. Gather it up overhead. And as you exhale, let it pour into the top of your head, filling your body with golden light. One more deep breath in. Open your mouth with an exhale. Hold it right here. Just breathe. If you want, you can place one hand on your heart. Feel the rhythm of your heartbeat. And feel this golden light fill you and radiate from you. The in-breath as the light was rising up, our spine was flushing out any uh, stagnant energy, dislodging any energy blocks. And then as we sweeped the energy around us, we poured that golden universal energy into us to heal what needs to be healed and to allow us to shine so that we can shine ever so brightly And Catherine, if there's anything there to add, I'd like to hand it over to you. Mm. Breathing into that beautiful heart space that we've created. And this is, this is the heart space. This is the power. And we can all 
be in this in every moment. It's time. It's time. We are meant to thrive. How do you come alive? Spiritfully Podcast is a Spiritful production. Executive Producer, Paul Galaro. Co-Producers, Claudia Miko and Catherine Stilo. A big thank you and much love to you, the Living Spiritfully community, for liking, subscribing, sharing, and supporting this podcast.